1: free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: What's up Reds fans and welcome in to the On Reds podcast. I'm your host Jeff Carr. Today we're going to talk about Joey Votto and his 1,000th RBI. We're also going to talk about a loss and the Reds against the West, and how much we're so glad to see that end. Well, they do have some games against the Dodgers coming up here in a little bit, but whatever. For the most part, it's done. Ugh, it's bad. And we're going to preview Luis Castillo against Ryan Weathers. Before we get into all of that, though, let's run the intro graphic. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I love that thing. It's it's epic. But hey, welcome into today's Locked On Reds podcast. Today, we got a loss to talk about. But before we talk about that, we have to celebrate Joseph Daniel Votto and his 1000th RBI, a solo shot, absolute blast of a home run. And he is now in the 1000th club there. There's a lot of people that want to say that his hall of fame candidacy is on the fringe because of different County numbers. Well, there you go. Milestone hit. He is one of only five reds to reach the 1000 RBI mark in a reds uniform. He joins frank robinson johnny bench pete rose and tony perez as the only guys to ever do it love it can't wait to see him in the hall of fame we're going to talk about that a lot more ad nauseum on tomorrow's podcast so i'm not going to go crazy with joey Votto talk today because we got like a whole segment coming tomorrow so get excited about that but i did want to mention that before we talk about anything else about this game because well this game sucked. And uh, the rain had a lot to do with that. The rain cut it short. They did not get a chance. There were 3 more innings to play, but mother nature, mother later mother nature unleashed her fury and uh all of the rain and the thunder and the lightning you could hear all of it on the radio broadcast i was actually producing the game at 700 and like whenever tommy would come back to give you an update you just heard rain in the background as if they had some sort of calming noise machine going That's how loud it was and i'm sure for the people there they were uh not too happy about it but Two rain delays in this game. Uh, Just not great overall, though. I mean, I love the fact that the bats got going early. You had the best case scenario for the top of the lineup. Both Jonathan India and Jesse Winker get on, and then Nick Castellanos hits a three-run home run. I'd love to draw that up every time we come around to the top of the order because that would be amazing, but we've got the talent to do that on this Reds lineup, and they showed it there, and then Joey's home run made it 4 zip. Actually, I made it five zip because Kyle Farmer had hit Joey Votto in in the first inning via sack fly, and uh, you really you, you felt good with four nothing, but then Gutierrez was not, Gutierrez was not Gucci last night. He survived for the most part until he was pulled after loading the bases there in the fifth inning, but it was it was frustrating to see because the Padres hit a lot of long balls. They had four home runs in this game, and that's why they won. That's why they won seven to five. I mean Trent Gresham had two of those home runs, one of them was a grand slam off of Josh Osich and it was it was frustrating to see because Goody never got into that rhythm that when you see it you you can understand the point of the game in any Vladimir Gutierrez' start. He gets into a groove, and the other team just is kept off balance pretty much for a long period of time. That never happened, and he was always pitching with runners on base. It seemed like the inning started and the Padres already had somebody on. It was just a stacked deck against him, and he was able to survive to the point that David Bell thought he'd seen enough, and he'd go to his bullpen. This is where I have questions, because if I'm a manager and I'm looking at the situation around Great American Ballpark the weather sucks. There's probably a good chance that there's going to be a long rain delay. If not a call, I got to go big early. I got to bring in my best dude. And so far, and I know I've given this guy plenty of crap this year, but for his last eight outings, Amir Garrett has been the best guy out of this bullpen. And if you wanted to bring in a lefty, Amir Garrett's a lefty. So why didn't they bring him in? Why did they bring in Josh Osich instead? And and, and before you say, well, Jeff, Amir Garrett pitched yesterday. Yeah, so did Josh Osich. Everybody out of the bullpen pitched. So shouldn't everybody be on the same schedule? And Amir Garrett only threw a third of an inning. So that was one thing that I was kind of like, I I don't get that. Josh Osich to this point had been okay. He hadn't pitched that much. And I was trying to will him into a decent a bullpen pitcher, a guy that the reds could count on, but let's be honest. He is one of many of these garage sale type relievers that Bob Castellini has attempted to sell the reds fan base on. And I think we've all called his bluff because none of us are buying it. Uh, It's, it's frustrating to see that in a game like that, where you're up by two with the bases loaded in the biggest point to that in the biggest point in that game so far, and you call on a dude who you just called up a couple of weeks ago. Not not anybody that's been on this right. You don't call on Amir. You don't call on Brad Brock. You don't even call on Heath Hembry, which that would have been rough anyway, because he loves to give up homers too. But you don't lean on the guys who have gotten you there with Sims and Antone on the DL. IL. So I, I, I don't. I don't understand that call. And then I look at this game, too, and and I really wish. I mean, obviously, there's lots of what ifs with the rain calling it early. But being there in the sixth inning, we were coming around to the top of the lineup soon. I would have loved to have seen what they would have done again. Castellanos had an amazing game. Joey Votto had two hits to that point, double and a homer. And Jesse Winker looked good, too. He had a very long at-bat against Joe Musgrove that he worked a walk. I mean, the Reds did well against an impressive pitcher. I talked about how impressed I was with Joe Musgrove coming into the start, and the Reds' lineup hit him. And, I mean, he had to throw 37 pitches in the first inning because of all those runs and great at-bats that the Reds were having. So I was very impressed with the way they handled it. It's literally you look at one pitch – thrown by your not best reliever that gives up a grand slam and gives up the game. And then the rain cuts it short. That's just another loss. I I mean, it's another, uh, entry into the list of annoying, uh, frustrating, uh, games that the reds could have won, but lost. And now they're starting to mount it's uh, the list is growing to the point that it's beginning to concern me. I I don't I hate especially when it comes to my favorite teams, I hate calling any sort of doom and gloom because sports are about having fun and especially when you're a fan, you just get to watch and have fun. So why watch with the mindset of, oh boy, uh, they're done. It's July and they're done, which by the way, happy July. Happy Bobby Bonilla day but uh yeah I, I i'm not calling that yet but it's it's giving me a sinking feeling hopefully that sinking feeling goes away however uh we we're, we're going to talk about why that sinking feeling continues but the good news about it coming up here in just a minute before we get into that though i wanted to let you know that if you're looking for a part for your car the best place to go is rockauto.com they've got all of the parts your car will ever need and they've got an easy to use interface to help you find exactly what that is you don't have to know the name of it you can just know the name of your car find your make find your model there's a drop down list on the left side of the screen and then they pull up a list of all the parts for your car. It's like a multiple choice test in which all of the answers are correct. Check it out today at rockauto.com and find the part for your car. Whether you are an amateur who's just looking for a taillight or if you're a professional who's restoring a classic car, they've got that part for you check him out and when you're in the checkout section in the how'd you hear about us area type in locked on to let them know that your pal jeff from the locked on reds podcast sent you that's rockauto.com and in the checkout section in the how'd you hear about us area type in locked on rockauto.com has all of the parts that your car will ever need new game day shirt boom cashback food for the tailgate All right, so I kind of mentioned some not-so-good vibes there at the end of last segment. Uh, We're going to continue that feeling for just a minute, so bear with me, but these are stats that you need to know because when we look at this season, when we look back on what the season that is, hopefully we're looking back on a season where the Reds made the playoffs, and we can say they made the playoffs in spite of these numbers. But if we get to the end of the season and the Reds are out of it, This uh, this series of games, the Reds versus the NL West is going to be the straw that broke that camel's back because so far they've played 29 games against the West and they're nine and 20 in 253 and two thirds innings pitched the Reds have a 5.9 ERA And a lot of that has to do with defense. I know that ERA factors in defense and the reds defense has been bad for much of the year and they have shown some not so great performances against the likes of the diamondbacks and the Rockies and things like that. Yeah. And that's not wrong either. They've given up 19 unearned runs in their 29 games against the NL West. Plus when you break it down, And I know that there are plenty of peripherals. I talk about peripheral stats all the time, sabermetrics, analytics, what have you. But the basic numbers, runs scored versus runs allowed. And in fact, we'll flip that because the Reds have allowed a total. This is unearned and earned. They've allowed a total of 185 runs to NL West teams in those 29 games. And they've scored 134. If you're doing math at home, they've been outscored by 51. By the NL West. In fact, the most concerning thing is not even necessarily the Padres. It's the six games against Arizona, who outscored them forty-seven to twenty-nine. After the final game against the Diamondbacks, they uh, when they won eleven or sixteen to whatever it was a bad score, fourteen to eleven I think is what that score was. But whenever the Diamondbacks won that game. Their record set at 9 and 10. They were one game under 500. I don't know if you've seen lately. The Diamondbacks became the first team in the major leagues to lose 60 games. They're 22 and 60. So at the 19 game mark, they were one game under 500. Six of those wins or five of those wins had come against the Reds. Oh, that is definitely going to be a series that we look back on and say that if the Reds had flip flopped this a little bit, which they totally could have done because Arizona is a terrible team, then we would have been sitting pretty. The Reds also, when you look at their series this year against the NL West can point to at least no less than seven games with the Padres and Giants that were one or two run losses. We always talked about in years past the Reds' record in one-run games, but I'll even expand it with that with two-run games because even a two-run game is attainable in your final at-bat, and there was even one one one-run loss against the Diamondbacks. So that's a lot of games just against teams from the NL West that you can point to and say they could have won that game. And the saddest part about... The fact of the Reds record is that against the NL West, I told you that against everyone else, against every other team that's not in the NL West, they're 14 games over 500. That's how good this team has been. Not 14 games. They, they're they a lot better than nine and 20. Uh I just I you're going to look back on this season and come what may you're going to hope that if the Reds make the playoffs it's not going to be against an NL West team which is most likely going to happen because we're looking at an NL West division leader that's going to make the playoffs and we're probably going to see both NL wildcard teams coming out of the West so it's going to be a struggle I uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Reds can bounce back from this. And the fact that today is the last game against the Padres, so they won't have to worry about that. The Padres seem to have just some sort of hold over the Reds this season. All right, speaking of the last game against the Padres, we're going to preview that game. It's Luis Castillo against David Weathers' son. Okay, his name is Ryan Weathers, and he doesn't go by David Weathers' son. But if you ask anybody around the Reds, when are you talking about media types, they're all saying David Weathers' son. So we're going to preview that here in just a minute. Before we jump into that, though, I wanted to let you know that you can make some money off your sports knowledge at betonline.ag. You go there, you set up your profile, and you type in the promo code Locked On. You'll get 50% added onto your initial deposit, and I've got a tip for you today. I talk about I always try to give you a tip every so often to help make you a couple of bucks. I got a feeling today the Rockies and the Cardinals are starting a series in Colorado. I told you, and we've gone to the well a couple of times with this, but I've told you about that voodoo magic that the Colorado Rockies have at Coors Field. They are home underdogs, plus 110 against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. They've got Antonio Cinzatella on the mound tonight. And yeah, I know there's that weird feeling because they gave Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. So maybe the Cardinals have some kind of hold over them. mm That voodoo magic course field is going to come through. Take the Rockies money line plus plus That'll get you a couple of bucks. Type in the promo code locked on. When you set up your profile, that'll get you a couple of more bucks, 50% more added onto your initial deposit to be precise. And you'll make some money off your sports knowledge. You can check out lines on the MLB, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, golf, uh, MMA, boxing, reality tv all of that good stuff is all at betonline.ag so set up your profile today and type in the promo code locked on to get 50% added onto your initial deposit all right so last game in the series against the padres last game of the season supposing that uh, the rain holds up. Luis Castillo against Ryan Weathers. La Piedra has been back here recently in his last five starts. He has 31 and two-thirds innings pitched to a 1.71 ERA. That is more like that's the guy that we know and love. 32 strikeouts, 12 walks in those five starts, and opponents have a 497 OPS on base plus slugging. 497 against him in those five games now, albeit that's with a 234 bad. So getting a little bit lucky, but La Piedra has been dominant here recently. Looking forward to seeing what he can do against the Padres. Probably the most laborious of his last five starts were in San Diego. So we'll see if the Padres continue to put the pressure on him today. We saw it yesterday. They're a home run hitting team, and they are in a home run hitting ballpark. So hopefully Castillo can keep it in the yard, keep it on the ground, and preferably keep the strikeouts on the board and the pizza in our bellies. All right, well, he's not going to feed the pizza to us, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Hopefully he pitches great and the lineup continues uh, to produce because the lineup was not the problem yesterday. It was the pitching. Then we look. On the other side of the field, we look coming out of the Padres dugout to begin the game is going to be David Weathers' son. Ryan Weathers this season has had uh, his ups and downs. He's been in and out of the bullpen. You're going to see the ERA and you're going to be impressed. I'm going to caution you against that because his uh, expected stats are a little bit uh, not bullish on what Weathers has done. In fact, we've talked about it with Vladimir Gutierrez being a thing. It's kind of with Ryan Weathers as well. His expected ERA is over two runs higher than his current ERA, and his expected ERA is 4.71. He does give up a lot of hard contact, 45% on the hard contact rate, and average exit velocity against him is just a tick above 90 miles an hour. I've always said it before. The league average is 88.3, so that's above league average. Hopefully, the Reds can take advantage of it. He does not walk a lot of guys, so... Probably being aggressive is the way to go for the Reds lineup today. I know here in days past, I've been saying, man, be patient, be patient, make the pitcher work, get the pitch count up. With Weathers, he only averages around four innings a start, and he's been pitching out of the bullpen some, so I'm not expecting the Padres to really stretch him out. It'll be interesting to see how how the lineup fares against him, though, because he's a lefty. So all of this good stuff might be moot. Uh, One interesting thing to note as well, when you look at the numbers on Ryan Weathers, with runners in scoring position, he has some crazy stats. He's only given up two hits in 20 at-bats with runners in scoring position. He only given up four runs. One of those hits was a double. However, he has gotten insanely lucky in that tiny sample size because he has a BABIP allowed of 118. So maybe that means he's due, and maybe that means the Reds can capitalize on the fact that he's due. But, you know, uh, when you look at this game overall, though, it's weirdly scheduled. I I don't understand a 7-10 start for Reds and Padres in the final game of a series, but when I see... Uh, the fact that it's the final game against the Padres, this isn't the best attitude to have, but, uh, let's just get it over with. Yeah. I I think that (laughs) we can't, we can't go back and change the past. So we can't go back and change any of those games that the Reds have lost already to the Padres. So get a win. And if you happen to lose this game too, whatever. We're done with the Padres. That's that's kind of how I look at it. All right, uh, I, that that's really all I have. Hopefully, the weather holds up. It's or holds up. It's raining right now, so hopefully it changes, and uh, they actually get this game in. But like I said, seven ten start time. This is not a getaway game day. Kind of weird for the Padres. They're going to Philadelphia after this, which you're going to say, Jeff, that's not that far of a trip, but. They're going to start a game at 7:10 tonight that has the chance to at least have some kind of rain delay, which means this might be a late night game for them, and then their first game in Philadelphia tomorrow begins at 6:10. So they might have a quick turnaround. This could be interesting for them. Reds again obviously at home against the Cubs tomorrow. We'll preview that game We'll talk about Joey Votto a little bit and some Jeff's junk mail on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you tune in, make sure you watch, subscribe, follow, all of that good stuff, and follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and the show at Locked On Reds. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513 549 0159. That'll do it for us here today, though. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.